Hello, everybody. It's episode number 13. Here we go again. Yep, we came back again. You know who it is. It's those guys from XO Sports Talk Radio, July the 13th, and this is the 13th edition. We are here to give you the best and nothing but the best in the sports news world. What's up, my fellas? What's going on? What's up, everybody? Everybody is good, hopefully. Man, how y'all doing, man? Doing great. Hey, doing man. great. It's good to see everybody, man. It's good to see y'all, man. It's good to see y'all. Yes, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Live I'm weekend. Pumped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> oh, so with that, EXO uh, Sports want to thank all the listeners and viewers for their support. We're currently streaming on all media and podcast platforms. Please feel free to post any comments or suggestions you may have. Uh, we definitely enjoy in hearing the criticism or our, our encouragements, either one. If this is your first time listening or watching it, please hit the subscribe or the channel, uh, the subscribe button or the channel notification. I actually messed that all up, but you get the point. <laughs> we <laughs> feel free. Notification <laughs> bell, notification about that. So let's go on. <laughs> okay, he's on probation again. <laughs> uh, Emerson, what's up, man? I hate to go. I hate to go this this route, but we got to do what we got to do. Stanley Cup championship update. Listen, man. Congratulations once again to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back to back Stanley Cup. You just brought home the trophy again. Listen, it was a great series. Um, I was picking Montreal. Um, I'm a big fan of the Montreal Canadiens. I'm really a big fan of the New York Islanders, but Montreal, we were rooting for you. Uh, we had all our eggs in the basket that you were going to pull it out. But we got to give credit where credit is due. Tampa Bay Lightning, you guys, you played um, one hell of a series. You showed that you are true champions. Um, and my hat's off to you, everyone here at Exo Sports. Hat is off to you guys. And uh, just seeing the celebration that you just had, um, having that boat parade. They had a boat parade, huh? So listen, yeah. Tampa Bay, big ups to you guys. Um, I know you won the Super Bowl. Now you won the Stanley Cup. I don't know what. Okay. What else is going to do? The Devil Rays? I don't know. They're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but Tampa Bay, once again, congratulations on the Stanley Cup win this year, um, 2021 Stanley Champ, uh, Stanley Cup champions, um, Tampa Bay Lightning. Go get them. Congratulations, Tampa. Congratulations. Congratulations, Tampa. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm going rogue. I'm, not, I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going rogue. Because uh, now it's now they got a chance to make the trifecta down there. Yeah, yes. Now you're talking about the Tampa Bay um, – Tampa Bay Rays. Rays, yeah. So would that be the first time ever something like that happened? Um, you know what? That's I a good question. So. I'm not sure. I think um, Boston did it with football, baseball, and basketball. Don't forget. Would that be uh Celtics, Celtics, yeah. Patriots, and Bruins? I think and Bruins. The, well, the Bruins, yeah. So. And the Bruins, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're to, right, Malcolm. That's a good you have question. to follow up yeah. on that. Yeah. 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 
Wow. Well, that well, city, that city is lit right now, huh? That might be the place yeah. to be. Uh, you want to go get your party yeah. on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I also was trying to get down there and join that party too. Yeah, man, that party is probably going on. It's probably still going on right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get get out a lot of aspirants. <laughs> uh, in, in the tennis world, congratulations to 25-year-old Ashley Barty uh, for winning Wimbledon. This is her second Grand Slam title. Yeah. Um, Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Congratulations to him congratulations. for winning the yes. win, the yes. men's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is 20th Grand Slam title. 20th. That's that's major. And uh, he, he ties <laughs> Rafael Nadal mm-hmm. and Roger Federer. Yeah. And two other great players. Yeah. yeah. He's in good company right now. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, still got quite a few good years left now. Yep. And I, if I'm correct, Absolutely. I believe that's six Wimbledon champ championships that he's won. Yep. So. I mean, um, it just seemed like, you know, he's like the blue collar guy compared to um, Roger. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Roger. He's smooth. Right. But Novak has been around. He's worked hard. Yes, he has. And I don't think he really gets a lot of the credit that he deserves. When Roger Federer, hey, they love him. He's he's one of the icons, but to me, Novak is the blue collar guy. He works hard. He's yeah. got a solid game, and he wins. And he's consistent. He, yeah. He's, yeah. he's really consistent. Um, every time he steps out there on on the court, you know he's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to all. You're going to be in a fight. So uh, big ups to him. Congratulations on those on that. One of the tennis greats. Yes. All said and done. Yeah, it's interesting because you know, you think about in our era, Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe. The great John McEnroe. But these guys here, they're they're on top. Don't forget about Pete Sampras. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That list is long. There's so many great ones. I mean, oh my goodness, that list wow. is long. Yeah, but then you bring up Pete Sampras, it makes us think of we forget how good he was, and it's almost like he's at after the what yeah. the players yeah. that have come up fast. Because now it's uh out of these three, 2020, and like Rick Flair would say, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. So <laughs> Let's Ooh. see who's going to get to number 21 first. It's just good to see the, the um, world of tennis striving, um, just, you know, just taking it to new heights right now. And um, as that as that sports continue to, to grow and it's just it's, it's a great, 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 great accomplishment. Yeah. Kudos to those guys. Yes. yes. Now on some uh, sad news. No restart for. Shakira Richardson to participate in the Olympics. Should she get a restart? Uh, let's go with Malcolm. I'm going to say no, because the rules are the rules, just like they said. I mean, she actually smoked it in a legal state, which is Oregon. And the point is, she smoked it like 24 hours before your race. Come on. 
where's her team at? Where's her, her, her management? I know you can't watch everything she does. And she's getting over the fact that her mom passed away, you know, and she had to find out through a reporter, which is, which is a terrible news, you know, and I feel for her because I mean, it's just see that great young talent and we don't get to see it on display in the Olympics because of a simple marijuana smoke. And I agree. It is. A, it's just marijuana. It's not like it's uh, a performance enhancing, like everybody's talked about. I mean, like I said, it's just it's, it's just a drug. Like I said, I mean, it, it, it's considered somewhat of a natural drug. But to see people go crazy, like you know, oh my God, it's marijuana. It is what it, is. it doesn't 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 increase your power, you know, running or anything, unless you put a bag of Doritos or some churchies or some Popeyes fried chicken at the finish line. <laughs> but but uh, let me ask you a question, though, Malcolm. I'm listening. There. It wasn't performance enhancement. And let's just say they did make marijuana legal. And then a player, an athlete, all of a sudden says, well, I smoked, I smoked the joint and I didn't know it was laced with the performance dr drug inside. Are we opening up another Pandora box? Probably, probably. Yeah. They'll always find a way to cheat. You know that for a fact. They're always going to find a way to cheat. Yep. And how about you, Emerson? Well, I, I have to agree with Malcolm on the fact uh, with Ms. Richardson. Um, where was her team at? Um, there's so many things at hand right here that's going to benefit her in the future. If we could wait it to after the, you know, after they say after the party and then after party. But um, I really feel bad for her because she's such a wonderful talent, um, a, a wonderful, um, extraordinary talent. I think had the opportunity to bring home a gold medal. And I know she worked very hard. Um, she'd overcome some adversity. Um, sorry, on the passing of the loss of her mom. Um, yes. I, I just wanted to really see her in this race and compete for the United States of America and bring home the gold. Um, once again, um, just alluding to what Malcolm had stated, um, where was her team at? There, there should have been a hedge of protection around her, um, just watching what she's doing on a daily basis. You're, you've worked so hard and you're at the, uh, the place where you need to be right now to make history. We're talking history with the great runners of the world of our past. Um, I wanted to see that and to know that she's not going to be able to compete. It's uh, it's kind of a, a bittersweet um, lesson right here. And um, I hope she can learn from this lesson. I hope her team can learn from this lesson and that we'll see her again. I do believe we'll see her again. And we're rooting for you, um, Ms. Richardson. We're rooting for you, Scott. So Thank you um, get back in there continue training, doing what you have to do. And uh, I know we're going to see you again because there are big dreams um, down the road for you. So keep up the hard work, uh, keep pushing forward. And we learn from our mistakes. We all have done things in our lives. Yes, yes, I, yes. I, I yeah. want to ask you a question, Emerson, to that, uh, to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. hmm. who's, this, who's to say what kind of relationship she had with her teammates? Um, that's a that's a that's a good question you asked. I would I would hope that she would surround herself with some people that have a great positive influence on her. I would hope that she would uh, surround herself with some people that have um, are able to direct her and guide her in the right direction. Um, whenever you're a young um, athlete or person of fame, 
you need someone who's had some life experiences. So I would hope that she had assembled the right team to be around her. And as um, far as the relationship, um, why not have someone that you have a good relationship around you? I don't think you would select anyone that you don't have a good relationship with. I, I'm going to come back to you in the uh, next in the next um, round. Um, well, what about you, Brian? I'm torn with the situation, um, the decision that she did, but at the same time, you can have some sort of understanding because with the loss of a loss, a loved one, everyone handles situations different. Uh, we're all human. Different. Yes. So Absolutely. you just want to hope that person could find some peace and a peace of mind that they can move forward and go do and just find a, a new norm of happiness. Uh, Cause this is something that is very, it could be very hurtful. Um, on the other end on that, I think the IOC could possibly take a look into the situation, not her situation, but I'm talking about the situation going forward. I know here in the, the US and the States, uh, a lot of the states, marijuana is legal or becoming legal. I don't know how it is on a global scale, but that's something for the IOC to look into. Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, just wish her the best. Uh, it's going to be hurt that we can't see her compete for another four years. It's not like something that you're going to have coming around another six right. months or a year. So I, I think we missed on the opportunity to see something great because I think she was definitely going to bring some excitement to the event. And how about you, Terry? Well, I guess first off, uh, you know, I just send my condolences to her just based off the loss of her mother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm also glad that, you know, you brought up something really interesting, Aaron. I'm glad that we're sitting here talking about her missing the Olympics. Um, as you mentioned, what if it was laced with something else? I'm glad that we're not sitting here talking about the loss of her. You know, yeah, very true, you know, because that easily could have been the case, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of people I, like Malcolm said, I agree. Rules are the rules um, and they have to be followed. I just, you know, and a lot of people wanted to compare Michael Phelps to her. Um, the difference being back in 2008, you know, this was months after he had competed yeah. Um, but I, like Brian said, I think this, it, this opens up the discussion, um, that that's going to be had. It's, it, it's going to be talked about. It's going to be discussed, um, amongst the IOC and this could spill over into, uh, other sports as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what this next year brings in terms of how, um, we handle marijuana. Um, and sports. So, well, if they make marijuana legal throughout the world and they want to put it in the rules, okay. But unfortunately, they didn't. And I want to see what happens when she runs in the world championship. I want to see if she takes this as motivation 
to say, okay, you didn't see me in the Olympics. Now watch me light up the world championship because that's the next stage that she has a chance to do, um, I believe next year. But I, you know, my heart goes out that she lost her mother. I, I, I don't wish that on anybody. And I don't, I especially wouldn't want to hear it from a reporter that, you know, though he has a job to do, that's almost like a gotcha moment. And all of a sudden, how do you, how do you react to that? They want you to be professional, but you're also human for somebody to tell you that. So I'm, I'm happy that like Terry said that she came out of it alive that you didn't hear about an overdose or, you know, something severe, but unfortunately the rules are the rules until they decide to change them. Let it be known for everybody. If you break the rule, you break the rule. The uh, next question I have is, was it fair not to have her on the four, four by 100 relay? We're going to bring this back to Terry. Um, like, like everyone said on here, I, I, I think it was fair. Um, rules are the rules until they can be discussed and, and rules are changed. Um, we, that's something everyone has to abide by. Um, she knew, she knew the rules going in. So I, I believe it was fair. But Terry, she was eligible f to be on the relay team. Yeah, but I think if you allowed her to come in, not only is it something that you you have to deal with constantly um, in terms of a possible, I'm not saying it would have been a distraction, but a possible distraction, is that something that you want? Or do you want your, your, your team focused on the task at hand? Hmm. How about you, Brian? I agree with what Terry said. Uh, I, I think it was fair. Uh, if you did let her compete, I think it would just open Pandora's box for, um, for questions to be asked repeatedly to her, to her teammates. And being on a global stage, it doesn't look good for the United States, you're saying you can't compete in this event, but you're just marginal okay to get by to get in this event here. So I think it was fair, but you, you got to commend her. She, she said what she did. She told you why she did it, and you didn't hear her saying she wanted an excuse to get in it. You heard other players and athletes talking for her, but you never heard anything for her. She's basically like, I'm going to take this, whatever they give me. And that's it. And how about you, Emerson? Hey, listen, um, she took it on the chin. Um, like, like Brian just stated, she owned up to it, but um, it definitely was um, 
the right call for her not to be on the team. I'm I'm just looking down the road at the younger generation that will that you know potentially we're looking up to her because she is a household name right now in the track and field world, and you don't want other young kids saying thinking that it's okay to do you know certain things, uh, especially on this scale, and um, maybe use her name. Well, you know, Miss Richardson did it. Um, I can do it too. So I definitely think we need to um, hold a standard to try to um, send that message to our younger generation. And, and I think she could actually use this right now doing speaking engagements to the youth. Um, you know, I, I made a mistake. Um, please forgive me for my mistake. Whatever, however she wants to address the youth, um, be better than me or strive just as hard as I can. I will come back from this. I think that's something that she could be able to use for her herself going forward. Um, but I like the fact that she did own up to it. And uh, I, I know she's going to bounce back from this. And I, and I expect to see bigger and better things from her. And how about you, Malcolm? Definitely the right call. First of all, she's only 21. All right. I mean, she's still young. She's going to make mistakes. We all know that. And kid, I mean, they, 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 she's only human. And she has, you know, formally, like you said, when she goes to the world championship, show that you did, show that you can do your thing. And as far as the relay thing, yeah, she'll be cleared. But the key is she has to be cleared drug, you know, take drug test in 30 days because it was only a 30 day suspension. But she would have been cleared by then had she, you know, been cleared. But like you said, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. She, does, she doesn't need to participate. Like you said, it would have been fair, like Brian said, truly unfair to her teammates. They're asking questions about her. Do you think she should be here? Do you think it's fair? You know, now the questions are gone. They can't ask about her. She's not there. It is what it is. It's a done deal. Exactly. Well, I, I'm torn. I feel, you know, to a degree, she was eligible for it. And if it had been something where that she's just out to have a good time, I would say, you know what? No see you in four years but she was eligible for the relay she made a very immature decision but under the rules she was still eligible for the relay now they decided not to have her up there on the relay team and it comes down to okay Let's see if you guys can win it now without her. And as competitors, I think, you know, the team probably said, you know what? We can do this without her. So now let's see if they can do it. Hey, good, good, good question. Yeah. Go get them. Yeah. Win it for her. That, that right. Jamaican team, the women. Yeah. They got one of the fastest price. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough to beat them. And nothing like the Olympics, man. It's, it's nothing like it. You've seen the, the world's greatest athletes compete. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the world stage. The world exactly. Stage. Oh, this was something. Bruce Springsteen's daughter, Jessica Springsteen, is going to the Olympics to make her own glory days in Tokyo. Uh, Jessica is making her first Olympic appearance. 
Jessica will ride her 12-year-old stallion horse. Good luck, Jessica. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Talk about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I wonder if he'll be singing there. It might be, huh? No. <laughs> and, and that's the um that's one of the sad parts about the Olympics. They just said there's not going to be any fans. No fans at the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. That's but you know. Wow. Um, Malcolm, how do you feel about no fans at the Olympics? I feel it, the USA should just pull out myself because what's the point in going? I mean, it's in Tokyo, and like you said, they had they they they're afraid because of the uh the Delta virus, I'm pretty sure of. And no sense in making a risk going out there. If I was an athlete, I'd be like, hey, just pull me out. You know, I earned it. I mean, it is what it is. And how much fun is it going to be without the fans? Isn't that what it's all about? I mean, especially when you're going to another uh, another country. Heck, they can do that same Olympics here in the United States at a college or, or, or a coliseum or something, you know? Same thing. But like you said, this is the world stage, and they're not going to have any fans. Yeah, yeah that's going to be totally different there. And Emerson? I'm really disappointed um, there won't be any fans there. Um, as Malcolm just stated, um, it's it's all about the fans, the bringing the fans together from around the world, all the seeing all the countries come together on this major platform, on this major stage. And now we had to suffer through COVID-19. Um, and we understand the Olympics were pushed back, but now we're not, now you're telling us we're not gonna have any fans there. I'm very disappointed. I understand all the precautions, I understand where we are um, as a world right now with um, various, um, the new Delta um, variants coming coming about. And um, like Malcolm said, I, I think um, if we weren't gonna have the fan participation, let's let's keep our, keep our athletes home here in the United States. And um, we'll try to look at this uh, Olympic games in, um, in four more years from now um, mm -hmm. until the world can get back on its feet and things can get back to normal. So, um, uh, Brian, it, it lets you know, first of all, that pandemic is, is still somewhat out there, even though we're in a better place. Some places may not be in the same place, but it lets you know that it's still real. Um, and then on top of that, it's a sad thing for the athletes. You figure they train years for this event and then to not have the crowd participant there, it's going to, it's going to change a little bit of the mindset and the way that they go about it. It's almost like if you look at the NBA uh, playoffs when they was in the bubble, yeah, you're going to see athletes perform better with mm -hmm. no fans there. And you're going to see some that may not do as well as they would like to, because they need that fan base to pump them up to get that adrenaline. Sure. So it's sad, but I'm still glad to see it in some capacity. And hopefully they can all be safe and they're trying to keep people safe. So uh, hopefully everything will work out for the best. And how about you, Terry? 
I just I feel really sad for for the fans um, that wanted to be there and see the athletes from their country and cheer for them. Uh, I just hope. Um, well, I'm sure that all the precautions have been taken and put in place for the athletes there. And I just hope they, they can remain healthy and safe while they're there. Um, like Brian said, I think that you're, you're going to see athletes dial in, especially your top-notch athletes. They'll be more focused, um, much like the NBA bubble. I think you're going to see – see maybe some records go down that maybe you might not have seen, not that the fans are a distraction, but now these guys are going to be super focused. And mm. I think it may possibly be, be the opposite. Uh, those athletes that kind of needed the fans to pump them up, I think you're going to see some special things out of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing it because I think it's much like the NBA bubble. You're going to see some special moments happen. It's just sad that, um, you won't have that fanfare there to celebrate with the athletes live. Yeah, well, it's it's unfortunate. This is uh, two years in a row. Um, they canceled the Olympics last year, and they're not gonna. They were not gonna cancel the Olympics again this year. Too much money for the stadium, and too much money for television rights. The the thing that I'm looking to see, can they get through the Olympics without any player, not player, but any athlete not getting COVID? Or anyone because in general. If a player gets COVID, Anybody. they're pulled. They're pulled out. Mm -hmm. So they may miss an opportunity to get gold bronze or silver so that's going to be the interesting thing that i'm going to be looking for in the olympics i'm hoping that everybody can play their event without getting COVID. i think the good the positive is we've seen it done so it, we know it's possible that it can be done that everyone can remain healthy just with the way that nba playoffs and the finals kicked off this year so good point okay. good point guys what are we witnessing with the angels atani for the angels <laughs> batting average 279 33 home runs and 70 rbis brian that's pretty good <laughs> what do you think of them i think globally this is something that baseball needed direly. He has brought excitement to the game uh, here in the States and across the seas. He is definitely must watch TV. Um, the show, the homers that he's been putting on. Uh, I know he hit one in Seattle. It was upper deck. It was like 463 feet. It was an awesome, awesome shot. So to see what he's doing is great. Um, what I would say I keep an eye on is for next year, what will they do with him? I, I can't see him continuing to do the dual pitching and hitting. It's not 
going to be a good longevity for your career, one. And two, I don't think it's going to work out with him doing both of them. So as a business decision, he's going to have to make a choice. And I think for the team, they need to make a choice whether he's going to continue to do in the dual roles. But he's definitely uh, something to watch and must see. Terry. Uh, well, I tell you right now, those scouts for the Angels are looking good right now. Um, I just say this this guy is amazing. Um, haven't seen anything like this um, that I can remember. I would say I think this it could possibly become a trend. You might see more players um, trying to come out, pitch, and and be that dual threat. Um, it would only help their equity, and right now it's needed. I mean, this excitement is needed in baseball right now, especially with um, hitting being down. So, um, like Brian said, he's going to have to make a choice uh, so that's going to be interesting to see what he what he decides to do. Um, may not be next year, but maybe uh, two years from now, he's going to have to just physically. He he can't. I don't believe keep that keep this up. So, mm. Emerson, greatness, greatness, greatness. I see that all over Tani. Um, what we're seeing, like uh, Brian said, globally. He's just a, he's a megastar. Um, and I'm just waiting for all the other endorsements that are coming. Um, the Tani Dolls, the, uh, uh, you, you're going to see it in the next few months. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to be on cover of several magazines. Like, oh, that's already started anyway. But um, just seeing the numbers that he's putting up from a pitcher and a hitter, we haven't seen that. Like, like Terry um, stated, uh, we haven't seen it that I, I can that I can remember. I wasn't around when Babe Ruth was on. I don't think anyone on this broadcast was. <laughs> but to see what he's doing right now and able to accomplish um, is just absolutely amazing. I'm talking about some home runs. They're, they're not just cheap home runs, what I call cheap home runs. They're rocket shot home runs in the upper deck, like Bryant stated. I, I mean, these, these balls are 450 feet. 430 feet to see um, someone with that ability um, being able to put on display night in and night out. It is must watch TV. Um, I see that the, the Angels, I, I do believe the Angels are going to be on TV more. I think um, ESPN and the other networks will make sure that they're getting some more airtime. And whenever Otani is up at the plate, you want to make sure you have your face in front of the TV. Um, on your mobile device or wherever you are, whenever he's pitching, he's just that good right now. And I think it's just awesome for the game of baseball right now, which was losing a little bit of his spunk. So now I think that fires back in baseball and uh, watching him in the home run derby. Um, and also he's going to be batting lead off and um, starting pitcher uh, tonight in the All-Star game. Um, as the All-Star game is going on right now as we speak, it's just amazing. How about you, Malcolm? Yeah, uh, speaking of equity, yeah, his stock is real high right now. I mean, it's, it's great to see this this young man 
playing, you know, baseball is, is like you said, we're seeing a show right now. We're seeing something different. I mean, like you said, he's, he, I mean, they covered Emerson and, and everybody covered everything. I mean, he's crushing the ball. He's hitting shots. I mean, the guy is just a phenomenal athlete, as you can see. I mean, it's just great for Atlanta. Like you said, it wasn't just Atlanta that won him. They didn't scout him. The whole major league scout because the Yankees wanted him bad. But he, so did the Dodgers. He, did, he did not want to come to the East Coast. He wanted to stay in the West Coast, which he did. And he did it. Yeah, he, he's, he's truly flourishing and with hitting Major League Baseball. He's he's truly putting on the show. He's, he's showing everybody how to do it. That's definitely he's a great ball player. Hey, Malcolm, I, I want to say last night at the home run at the home run derby, I was worrying about the little kids out there in the outfield trying to catch some of those shots he was hitting. He was hitting a lot of line drive shots. I was I was worried about those little kids out there trying to they better, they better have your head on the swivel. <laughs> Get out the way. Woo man. Oh man. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. And I was talking to Emerson about this um over the weekend. It would have been nice if he could have went to the East Coast, a la maybe the Yankees, or even if he was with (laughs) Boston, because the market that he would have opened up on the East Coast would have been tremendous. And he would and he would have been out there even more. But, you know, kudos for him. He wanted to go to the West Coast. And that's where he's at. And um, I mean, this this guy is unreal with 33 home runs, 70 RBIs. His pitching, his strikeout ratio, 37%, eighth highest among starting pitchers. Average fastball velocity, 97 miles per hour, ninth highest among starting pitchers. The max velocity of his fastball is 101, third fastest pitch by a starter this season. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't forget showing, those jersey sales. His yeah, jersey showing sell he's the like real pockets. deal in my I have, eyes. I have a question there. Yep. Do you think this changes the way Major League Baseball does their scouting? Because you know, normally they you would see them Dominican Republican or Cuba or something. Does this changes any of that? Do you think? I think it changes. And uh, go around the horn real quick on this. I think it changes when it comes to money. If if a if a if a young kid or a manager down in single A or even before single A. Pop Warner, if kids begin to see that, hey, he's pitching and hitting, I'm going to try to emulate him. Definitely. Yeah, Terry that, said that. Terry said that. Yes. And I think that's where you're going to see maybe not everybody, but you may see a couple that may pop up when we're in our 80s and, you know, with a walker. <laughs> we can bring that up and bring that back. Uh, do you agree with that, Malcolm? Well, they're doing scouting now, international scouting now. I mean, we all know that a lot of these teams go to Australia. You know, of course, they go to the, uh, the, the Caribbean, which is, you know, Venezuela, South America. They also go to, uh, you know, the Central American teams. 
I mean, countries and, and see what they got. But like I said, the, the scouting's out there. It's just a matter of who they're going to pick. But the problem is when you buy a Japanese player, you have to pay that team like $45 million just to talk to them. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that right there, they should be like, I'm not giving you nothing. He's going to get enough money coming here anyway. Right. Why am I paying you so you can let him go? We'll just wait yeah. till his contract up and leave. It's about you the know? money. It's always about the money. <laughs> it's all mm-hmm. about that. business right there. Uh, Emerson? Listen, all I know, I got one thing I want to say. I'm getting ready to pick up me a Otani jersey. That's what I'm going to say right now. So that, that speaks volumes for everything. I will be donning an Otani jersey next show. <laughs> Hopefully it comes in in time. Knock you okay, Dodger. Fan. <laughs> yeah. Even Terry. though I'm a Dodger fan, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta support uh, my man Otani. I'm Terry. gonna get one of his jerseys. Huh? <laughs> what do you think, Terry? Well, I, I agree. Like you said, um, especially in little league, if you got a kid that's got talent uh, that can pitch and hit, I think it's like I said earlier. It it's going to be a trend. Um, I feel. It'll be a trend um, that not all players will be able to accomplish, but they will try it. Um, and I feel like teams in going back to little league will will push it. Um, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. makes it it makes you more you have more value. I mean, it used to be. I think it's going to be something where you, for a short while where like switch hitting was big, but now I see this is going to be big as well. So. We'll see how it plays out. And Brian, give me a jersey. Give me a jersey. <laughs> and Brian, I already got an Angels hat, so I'm covered on that. <laughs> but I, I think this will change the outlook, maybe for the youth. Um, normally, when little league pitchers are normally pitchers, catchers are normally like your your best players growing up, and for some reason, as they get older, it's like pitchers they don't let them hit or they don't want to hit i don't know what good it point. is good so, point yeah so i'm just gonna see how uh, if this does changes the way baseball do things our players do things yeah. well i'm gonna give you some of the guys that are going to be in the all-star game otani's going to be in there as a dh um vladimir guerrero jr He's going to be in there. You got Buster Posey in there. Fernando Tatis is going to be there. Now, question I have to you guys, does MLB and the fans still need an all-star? I'm going to start this one off with Malcolm. Do they need the all-star game still? I'm going to say yes, because it's for the fans. I mean, true, they're more accessible now because – they're not regional teams that you used to see them. Now you can see every team in baseball, you know, for the most part. But you still, it's still for the fans. I mean, you want that. Everybody wants to see the other team best player. And I know international. Uh, you know, when they when they play against inter, inter league, they still see the players. But it's, it's all for the fans. That's what it's all about. And I feel all the players should show up. No doubt. I mean, if you've been voted in, forget your little check that you get, your little all star bonus which to me, I wouldn't even give you. Either you get it or you don't. You know, either you get there or you don't. I'm not hard you. man. No, no, no extra <laughs> checks so you can go to all-star game. Either you want to play or you don't. 
You know, but my thing is they all should be there. I understand injuries. You don't want to wear out your pitches if they're having a great year or or this, or they just pitched two days before. That's a given. I understand that. But at least show up for the fans. It's all for the fans. Mm-hmm. Emerson? I'm in agreement with Malcolm. Listen, hey, you know, we, we want to see you. I want to see my favorite player there on my team. Um, I, I want you to show up for that all-star game. We as the fans, we, we wait all year. We're watching your stats. We, we're watching all of your uh, – every time you pitch, every time you get the, uh, up at the plate, the bat, we want to see you showcase in the all-star game. Those are bragging rights for the fans. My player made the all-star. He made seven all-star appearances. He made five all-star appearances, whatever, whatever it may be. And I, and I think it's important that, that um, those guys show up for, for the all-star game because I think it's like, like Malcolm said, it's for the fans and, and we, we enjoy it, you know, the home run derby uh, night um, and watching the all-star game, seeing your favorite player name called out there. And I, and I know looks, a lot of the players want to take this time and relax with their family. And I think some players did that this year. Um, but um, we as the fans, we, we want to see this, you know, go ahead and take your trip or where are you going to go after the season's over? But um Show up for the All-Star game. We, we want to see you guys, all right? And Terry? Yeah, the fans definitely need it. Um, it's, you know, this is a tradition, and baseball is a traditional sport. Um, in terms of the players, I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're, they're being recognized as the best of the best at their positions, and it's, it's, an, it's an honor. Um, so I, I feel they should be there. I understand, you know, especially given uh, coming off a COVID year, some players may want to just take some time off and spend it with their family. But um, the All-Star game is definitely needed. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a a tradition, like I said, and um, keep it. Maybe look at changing the format somehow, but um, has to stay. How about you, Brian? It's definitely for the fans and the uh, baseball needs to recognize that the players needs to recognize that that's what you come there for is the fans come to see the best collection of players compete against mm-hmm. one another. It, you know, you're going to have some enjoyment out of it, but you still want to put on a show for the fans. You know, they, they, if you look out there, they're the ones who help kind of pay for the, some of the salaries that you are getting. So you want to give them something back at the same time. Um, so it's give and take. So I definitely, all-star game definitely has to stay. Yeah. And, and I think you're, you're spot on the money where that the fans pay for it watching television. The fans pay for it going to the, to the games. So and buying the take jersey. the time out, go to, Go play the all-star game. You still get a little. Absolutely. Break. You still get a break before you have to go back and play. So. Yeah. That's, that's what think it's of, all about. That's what it's all about. Think about the, think about the fans. But listen, we, we gotta, we gotta keep the all-star game because we have to say, take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the park. Oh, my stuff popcorn in the ball. They just keep... <laughs> they, they, would... they sing that everywhere, bro. Yeah. They don't even know a star game to sing that. And they would just take you out with a straight jacket. Yeah. 
Um, we're talking baseball. Where where do you um where would you rank Chris Paul if he wins the NBA championship? I'm gonna start this one with Emerson. Chris Paul, one of the top five NBA point guards in our time. He is um a true, uh, can I, if I can say this, a true champion without the championship trophies around him. Um, and why, and, and the reason why I say that, um, watching him um, play on several different teams and every team that he has joined, he has made a significant impact. He has made that team better. They were better. If you look at the Clippers, what they were before Chris Paul got there, um, he turned that franchise around. Now we're talking about the Clippers. He he brought that fan base back um, of the Clippers because we have we haven't seen the LA Clippers fans in years. But when Chris Paul came on that team and when he joined that team with Lob City and all those good guys, uh, DeAndre Jordan and and all the rest of the players that they had that made that franchise come back to life, he re uh, resurrected that fan base out there for the Clippers. Um, I want to put Chris Paul up there, and there's so many great point guards who have played in the NBA. Um, just to name a few, the Isaiah Thomas of the uh, of the world, Magic Johnsons. I mean, we we can go back to Kuzi and and all all those great ones. But I want to put Chris Paul's name right there because he needs to be mentioned with the great ones of this game. Um, a true floor general. Um, he has one of the best. Um, jump shots um, from a point guard, just getting into that paint. You don't want to let him anywhere in that paint because he he's going to hurt you every time. And just a student of the game. And when I say he just can set all of his players up and put them in the right position so that they can succeed, um, I just want to put Chris Ball up there with some of the greatest point guards that ever played this game. Terry? I will. I wouldn't go top five. Uh, I'll put them in, I'll put them top 10, but that's a discussion that, you know, yeah. we can have offline. Mm -hmm. If I would just uh, put without his name, put all his accomplishments, um, like Emerson said, what he's done for teams, um, individual players, how he's mentored them. Uh, how he goes to teams and they become better. If I was just to put that on a piece of paper and look at it without seeing his name, I don't think there's any GM in the league that would say, I don't want that guy on my team. Um, he is a top 10 point guard. In my opinion, right now, he's I'm pulling for him to win the finals. Um, Cause I feel he deserves a championship. Um, but I would say in terms of a pure point guard, we haven't seen the likes of him in a while. Um, and he, he just makes everyone around him better. And I, I got to give him kudos for that, especially at his age right now. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed even what he did last year. Um, with OKC, I'm just amazed that he's still playing at the level that he's playing at right now. How about you, Malcolm? 
Chris Paul is definitely, we spoke episodes before how much of a great player he is and what he's doing for that team in Phoenix. I mean, he definitely made uh, DeAndre better, book better, you know, and he got some kids coming off the bench. They're coming in, shooting the lights out. He set that team up like it's nothing. They're supposed to be where they be at spots. supposed to be. And, yes, he does elevate teams. He's a true winner. No doubt. Not a champion yet, but he will be a champion soon. But he's definitely a true winner. And Chris Paul, yeah, he's 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 probably our generation, is one of our best generation, you know, point guard, along with John Stockton, of course, and Magic Johnson, and you know, the rest, of course. But uh he's just doing a great job and you gotta give it to him. He's he's truly, truly leading that team. And how about you, Brian? Well, don't let the cream city hat fool you because I'm going for Phoenix. So <laughs> just so y'all know, <laughs> but his resume speaks for itself. Um, he definitely is a, a pure point guard in the lights that we have not seen in a while. Um, if you think about all the teams he's been to, he's made either the team and players better. So his resume is Definitely right up there. And if he is to win a chip, um, just think about this. Um, for assists, he's going to be fifth all time. Or he is fifth all time. And just reading off some of these names that are ahead of him. Stockton, Kidd, Nash, Jackson. And I'll just throw Magic as number six. So if he did or does win a ring, Think about those names ahead of them, what they have in common, what they don't have. So if he get that ring, he's definitely, uh, to me, I'm going to say with his resume, even though he doesn't have a lot of rings, but what he's done for every team he's been on, he's no top 10. Top five may be somewhere we have to talk about if he does win that. We have that discussion a little bit more in depth. Well, for me, I would put him in the top five for his, for to be competing at this age and to that Clippers finals, he basically took over to, took over the game. And those young kids were like, wow, he took the pressure off of them. He took the ball and he was just popping jumpers left and right. And if you go back to the playoffs with um, the, the Lakers, we thought his, his body was going to break down again. And all of a sudden, he's playing stronger. His body's staying together. And then he had another setback. He got COVID. Mm -hmm. so for his age and to compete at this high level and to take the pressure off of the young kids you know on this stage right now if he wins the NBA championship I I put him in the top five now guys and let me can I I say this let me say this Aaron I want want to also add there are some players in this league right now 
who received major contracts because they played with Chris Paul and their contributions, that would have never happened if they didn't have a point guard like Chris Paul facilitating to them. I, I just wanted to add that in there. There's a lot like of guys DeAndre that Jordan? major contracts <laughs> playing with Chris yeah. Paul. I just wanted to add that. No, you're right. Good, good stuff. Good info. Let's go around the horn. Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns. Terry, who do you got? Uh, it's tough for me to call right now. I I think it's going to end up going seven. And I'm like I said, I'm pulling for Chris Paul, so I'm going to go with the Suns. Malcolm. I hope it goes seven, but it won't. It's probably going to go at least six, and the Suns are definitely going to take it because they're younger. They're, I mean, I'm not giving – I mean, not to take anything away from Milwaukee because Giannis, even, even when he hurt his knee, he come back playing the way he's playing. He's playing super. And the key with them, we all know, is uh, my man, number 22, he has to hit, he has to hit his shots, man. And, of course, uh, the guard, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday. Wow. They got to hit their shots. I mean, but I'm going to tell you right now, that, that, that team is hungry. And and they're doing the thing right now. And they they basically, I mean, can I say this? They got a rabbit foot in their pocket right now because in the first round, they beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis. All right. I mean, LeBron couldn't do it without him, obviously. Second round, they beat Denver without Murray. We knew Murray was hurt before the series started, but we know they're not a good team. They're not the same team without Murray, of course, because Murray's a great player. And then the third, which is the uh the uh, Western Conference finals. He beats the Clippers without Kawhi. And I just got word today that Kawhi is getting major surgery on his knee for uh, a torn torn ACL. So he's going to be getting major surgery as of, they just announced it like within the last hour. So, I mean, have a foot in their pocket or whatever. I always told you, the best ability is what? Availability. <laughs> so, you, the survival of the fittest. And right now, they're the fittest team and they're doing the thing. And it was great to see, you know, Giannis come back and do his thing because he's he's playing like a beast. I will give him that. He's playing like a beast. Mm-mm. Emerson. Listen, Milwaukee said, hold up. It's not over. I saw a team that woke up and said, wait a minute, we are in the NBA finals and we're just not going down like that. This team has some grit to them. And I think Giannis is saying, listen, if you get on my back, I'm going to take you there. Now, who's coming to the party with me? And I saw players playing lights out. Um, I see this game or this series going seven. I see it going seven. um, But I do feel as though um, Phoenix is going to pull it out. I don't know how it's going to happen. And I think I'm going to ride with that rabbit's foot that Malcolm was talking about. The luck has just been on their side. They're going to get the right bounces. They're going to get the right loose balls. They're going to get the right calls. And it's going to go their way. But I don't think um, Milwaukee is going down without a fight. It's going to be interesting. I got my popcorn ready. I'm going with Phoenix in seven. Old Lakers coach by the name of Phil Jackson called out the basketball gods, right? (laughs) <laughs> that's what it's called <laughs> how about you brian uh, i'm going with phoenix and six um milwaukee did play tough they hit a lot of shots 
Phoenix, I thought, looked a little tired. Booker had 11 points. I don't think that's going to happen again. Chris Paul, you can see they, they, they brought the game back at halftime, and then Milwaukee won a run, and it, it seemed like it was pretty much over since then. And so I, I, I just hope for some good games, but I, I want Phoenix to win. I think they're going to win. And we'll see how it all turned out with that. Okay. I'm going with um, Phoenix in seven. 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 I, I think uh, Milwaukee will win uh, tomorrow night. And I think Milwaukee can win one game. In Phoenix, and then that's a wrap. Turn off the lights. The party's over and give Chris Paul his NBA championship. Well-deserved. Yeah, mark that down. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I got one other one other concern. If, if Phoenix wins, where are they going to have that parade? Because it's hot out there right now. It's like 120 <laughs> degrees up. Are they going to have that parade outside? Or are they going to do it inside somewhere? Maybe inside where the Cardinals play at. They need some air conditioning. They, they could do it on Zoom. It's hot out there. Yeah, they'll do it out <laughs> of water park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's that's my concern. Burn, baby. Burn, burn. A water park <laughs> with no water. <laughs> it, it's Brother. hot. It's hot out there in the desert. Um, <laughs> let me, let's go through this quick, guys. Uh, USA men's Olympic team lost two exhibition games, one to Nigeria, one to Australia. Big concerns, Malcolm. No, I'm not concerned. They just got to get it together. They've just only been together a few days, you know, maybe a week or so. I mean, they got too much talent. True, the other teams are playing great. People have to realize there's NBA players on those other country teams, man, because Luca's doing his thing. He's breaking people off. I mean, they got other people playing, and that kid, that kid that played it from Nigeria, he's going to the rookie camp, uh, somebody's rookie camp, and he's gonna be doing his thing. These guys are balling. These, these are not just regular walkthrough, and you're gonna beat them by 50 no more. You're not beating these teams by 50 no more. They come to play, you know. And it's great to see that, you know, how the world is you know becoming a world game and everybody's stepping their game up because a lot of foreign players into the draft and do great. We know who they are in the past, we know who they are now. I mean, these boys can ball, so don't take them lightly. I mean, they're going to have a tough road, but they got to play defense first. They don't play no defense on the team. Everybody's just shooting, just think it's going to go in. So it is what it is. How about you, Brian? I think uh, the game of basketball internationally has caught up to the NBA. Um, You see, like Malcolm said, you see a lot of NBA players on these teams. And the basics of those teams is ball movement, five-man basketball. USA basketball is a lot of ISO pick and rolls. And they always say five-man could beat two. And another issue I see with that USA team, even though they are talented, you don't see anybody on those teams who you say are defensive-minded players everybody's offense, if you, if you say their name, you think offense. You don't think, okay, he's a stopper. 
or, or he can contain somebody. And it's kind of showing. Patty Mills had 20-something points, and that's unbelievable. But I think international basketball has, has globally is caught up with the NBA. And how about you, Emerson? Um, I've always respected uh, Coach Pop, and um, I'm looking for him to make those in-game adjustments. I'm looking for him to make some – major, major adjustments as far as defensively. Um, I have a lot of respect for his resume. And uh, it was just a little disheartening to see um, the United States team lose uh, with players on that roster with the name of Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, and so on and so forth. So um, I was a little disappointed, but um, like um, Brian stated, you know, I think the international basketball community has really um, outshine um, United States basketball or basketball of America, whatever if we want to call it that, um, NBA. And, and I think they're ready for us. And I think they're excited to play us whenever they get a chance. And they want to show to the rest of the world that we're here too. And we, we can play this game as well. So um, I'm looking for Pop, Coach Pop to make some, some major adjustments here. And um, I'm waiting to see how that turns out. Let me Terry. say something. Can I say something to brother, brother Emerson? Uh, as far as your coach Pop, somebody got to tell him, yo, uh, Ginobili, Parker, and Tim Duncan ain't coming through that door. So, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's probably the issue. Too, that's yeah. what he's looking for right now. He's looking for them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, they ain't coming through that door. So he's going to have to coach his butt off here and teach them boys yeah. to play some defense. All right? Listen, say, this, listen. Ain't, this, ain't, this ain't that team. The championship teams he had. Tell him he better, he, better, he better step it up because look like Absolutely. the game is passing him by. And that's where I'm saying. I'm like, Coach Pop, come on. <laughs> but that's the way his team play almost like international a type style basketball. So is it him or is it and the player? You would think that, no, and, and right, Brent, you would think he would have them ready for, for such an opponent, but I'm not seeing that. <laughs> that's all. I don't know if it's the players or him. And I'm, I'm, what I'm seeing is a lot of Rucker Park basketball instead mm -hmm. of a lot of NBA um, basketball. So, yeah, they don't That's look it. hungry. They don't look hungry. They're just going through the motions to me. Going yeah. through the motions. They don't look hungry. Terry you said it. Well, the this is what the NBA wanted, right? They wanted the game to go international, so mm -hmm. they got. They're getting exactly what they asked for. Uh, the game is the international game has caught up with with the U.S. Um, it's concerning only because, like Brian said, you don't have anyone that you can kind of look to uh, to be your defensive stopper um, right now. But they—they, I mean, there's some tough comp competition out there. You got Luca. Uh, let's not forget Rudy Gobert is out there too as well. So they're going to see some tough teams. What I will say is defense is, is a team thing. So let's see if Pop can get them to come together as a team defensively. Because I, I think offensively, um, that ball movement, the trust, knowing where everyone's supposed to be will come. 
Uh, I just hope they can get it together soon. But if you go back to the dream team um, and back in, I believe, 2008, uh, the team with Kobe, LeBron, Wade, and all those guys, it, they played defense. They went out there and they dominated teams defensively yep. and defense wins championships. So yep. got to put it together. Well, let's see hey, what T, happens. I'm sorry, T, I got a question. I'm going to do this through, through Emerson. Is okay. uh, Neil Akina on the French team? He's <laughs> <laughs> got a long arm. Is he over there? Is he got a long arm like Rudy Gobert doing the French team? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing that for Emerson. <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, I'll say it. I don't know if he's on that French team, but if he if he he's is, on there, he's going to make an impact. How about that? I and I'll put I a hope so. on that. I hope so. That was, that was Phil Jackson pick, man. That was Phil Jackson's pick. Huh? Your Laker yeah, coach he's got, he's got long arms. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> guys, I, I put my I put my trust in the Harlem Globetrotters before I put it in Nicolina. Guys, <laughs> we've done a great show, and we the topics were really good, Brian. Tell me what you have to say. Well, first of all, I want to thank all our viewers for watching and listening. Uh, once again, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. And we will definitely be back with a new show next week and see where we are then. And I want to put on record um, before we do go, Gore, if you could write this down. What do everybody predict? Just quick gold, silver, Bronze or no medal at all for the USA team. Gold. Oh. Jeez. I'm going to say gold. Bronze. I'm going to say, I'm going to go silver. I'm going to go safe. But I don't see gold. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> the price of silver went up. Yeah. <laughs> Might be more in the gold, the price, right? The price of silver just went up. Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters. Uh, <laughs> oh, Not only that, if right. there's any sponsors that's willing to sponsor the show, please feel free to contact Ryan if you want to leave your uh, email or or anything. Please, we'll take any sponsors that want to come along. We would love to have you. Especially yep. if you enjoy the show. Exosportstalk.com. Got it. Emerson. Well, everybody, we want to thank you once again for joining Exo Sports Talk Live. Come back next week because we got some more good news, the hottest news and the greatest news in the sports world going on. You want to hear it here at Exo Sports Talk Live. We'll see you next week, people. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. Fellas, I'll see everybody. y'all, man. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank y'all. We love you, fans.